All right, guys, I'm back. Episode two. Pretty good weekend of football for everybody. I was uh, I was pretty excited. You know, college football had a good day. Uh, and, you know, college football to me is, is the worst just because it's been so boring for so long. It's been Clemson and Alabama, and that's really it, and Ohio State. It's been a three-man race for – I mean, ever since the play, I mean, for the last five, six years, the college football has been boring. I mean, Notre Dame gets in, gets beat by 100, right? So that's where you're at. I mean, it's just, it hasn't been a very fun game. And for the first time in a long time here, we've got, we've got a real season. You know, obviously Georgia is the standard. They, they got everybody beat. They got everybody covered. They had given up less than seven points a game, but crazy things can happen. You know, they don't score at an astronomical pace. And if you get a month, if you get a month to get ready for a for a bowl game like these guys do, you can break down some film and come up with some trick plays and and figure it out. So college football has been interesting. I really I really believe that college football has got a chance. You got Cincinnati up there who you know went in and beat Notre Dame's ass at Notre Dame. That's that's no small feat. Michigan Michigan State didn't disappoint. What a game that was! You know that kid with the five touchdowns just you know pretty much rushed into the. Uh, the forefront of the Heisman race, but you know, who's going to win? We don't know. We don't know. And that's the best part. That's the best part about what's going on is who's going to win. And the answer is, I don't know. Uh, and that's really where we're at. Col- you know, college football things happen, crazy days, you know, being in college sports, anything can happen on, on any given Saturday, a crazy road game or somebody gets hurt, you know, in the sec, these guys just beat up on each other. Um, uh, but it's been a fun season. There's nothing. There's nothing's hurt college football more than the lack of parity, and not even the lack of parity, just the lack of. You just don't. You just know who's going to win. And even if Alabama gets beat, they still finish in the top four and they get in and they win. It's boring. I mean, the days of having to go ten and zero, at least that that one upset will kill you. I mean, hell, I remember 1994. You know, uh, Penn State doesn't beat Indiana by enough. It doesn't win a national championship. They finish undefeated and finish second because they didn't. They had to win on the last second field goal on the road at Indiana. I mean, that's what it used to be. Now you get second chances in conference championship games and second cracks of people. It's kind of bullshit, to be honest. It's not as exciting. You know, it's really, it's really become a power struggle at the top and an arms race. You know, how much money are you spending and things like that. But, I mean, look at this. Look at this top ten. You got Georgia. Ohio, I mean, Oklahoma, obviously, they're pretty good. They'll be fine. But they, you know, Oregon's back at it. Wake Forest. Wake Forest has had two good years in my life. But the reason they're winning is because my guy, Lyle Hempel, former grade school classmate, little league teammate, defensive coordinator Lyle Hempel, has been locking it down at Wake as D.C. for the last three years. So it's really fun to see Lyle as the guy, you know, used to grow up with now getting it done at the highest level. At, at Wake. I'm pretty sure Lyle will get a phone call here either to move up to the big, big dogs or become a head coach here soon uh, because everywhere he's been, they've been really good. Obviously, he was the uh, national defensive coordinator year in 1AA a couple years ago at Stony Brook and had them rolling before he got the job at Wake. And then he took over to D.C., I want to say two years ago at Wake. So shout out to my man Lyle Happel for really getting it done. It's fun to watch. Obviously, we're always rooting for the local boy back home. Uh, his dad's obviously was a legendary high school coach back in Delaware. Apple didn't fall far from the tree. Um, you know, so, you know, we'll get back to that. Like I said, college football, it's fun. 
the Penn State Ohio State game was fun. My poor wife right here for Penn State. She just doesn't get it. The James Franklin doesn't get it done. Nobody in the world gets more leeway than James Franklin. James Franklin's won one big game in his entire career at Penn State. He beat Ohio State at Ohio State with Saquon Barkley. He survived some games he should have won. I know he beat Iowa a couple years ago on, on the last second. But he doesn't have any big wins on his resume. And now let's about him going to USC. Like USC is, I don't know what they're going to do. We could talk about this one too. That's almost a whole nother podcast. But the problem with USC is, and I know this because I know some people who are boosters and out here and love USC football and are not happy with the current situation. They don't want to cheat. They don't want to cheat. They, they think that they're going to play on their belly and that all the stuff that happened with, you know, with Reggie Bush was terrible and that should never happen. No, it's college football. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. I mean, the stuff that goes on at this level now with the, I mean, it should be a lot easier now that they have this image and likeness stuff. They should be getting deals left and right. These kids should be coming in, making money like these kids at Alabama. It's an arms race. But you got to go get the best coach. There's no reason in the world Urban Meyer is not the head coach at USC at the end of the year. You can come up with all the scandals you want. You can come up with all the stuff you want to talk about. If you want to win, you hire Urban Meyer. Because that's the only thing that guy's ever done. Now, he's got absolutely no business at all. No business at all being in the pros. He's so far out of his depth here. He doesn't get it. I don't think he cares. I don't think these these pro these college guys understand college sports and pro sports are two different they're two different sports. They're not I mean they're they're they're, you, they're not the same game. They there's different dynamics, there's different power structures, there's different time commitments. You you got you just can't go get the 10 best players in the country and roll the balls out. It's different. It's different. You know, College coaching is all about recruiting. I got the best dudes. Well, you know, in the NFL, there's a draft, and you can't draft one through five like Kentucky does in college basketball. You get the best five players in the class every year, or Duke does. You get the best five players. You got to, you got to have some strategy. You got to have some foresight. You got to have some shit to you. And these college guys just don't get it. You know, they just don't get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what USC's thinking. I mean, they should they should have made that deal two and a half years ago when Urban Meyer was living down the street, Manhattan Beach, on Fox Sports. Clay Helton's a great guy. Clay Helton's a good guy. Clay Helton was so far out of his depth as a first-time head coach at one of the best jobs in the country. You don't take over one of the best jobs in the country with no head coaching experience. Like, I don't know where they get this from. You know, and somebody made a good point about USC. They've had so much on their plate lately that a bad football team doesn't even even come to, you know, even hit the radar between the college admission scandal and then they had the whole thing with the with the doctor, you know, and the girls. A lot of stuff going on down there. So they they weren't even football wasn't even on their radar. They weren't worried about Aunt Becky, which that's a whole other story. But college football is fun again. You know, I'm an Irish fan. They're right there. They got one loss, the number two team in the country. They're playing well. You know, if they get to the ACC finals and win the ACC or uh, in the ACC playoff game, whatever, they got a chance, man. Like you got, you got to get their only losses to the number two team in the country. Shouldn't they be the ones getting the the second chance instead of Oklahoma? I mean, uh, instead of Alabama, who lost to Texas A&M. You know, that's the problem. You know, these these conference championship games just get to rewrite history, which I don't like. But we go down that road later. Um, right now, NFL recap. You know, what a weekend in the NFL. I mean, the NFL is just 
it's just a tremendous, tremendous product. I mean, you, these guys kill each other every week and, and it's, it's the best it's ever been. I'm sitting here right now. There's 11 teams that can win a Super Bowl. We're halfway through. There's 11 teams that can win a Super Bowl. That's usually not the case. Usually by now we've got it all figured out. We know who's it going to be. We know who's, you know, who's, who the cream of the crop is, who's the best. We have no idea. I have no idea who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year. I have no idea who's going to make the playoffs. There's so much parity. There's so much balance. And it's fun. You know, I, you know, I, like I said, I'm going to get into this, but like, I think this is the best pro sports has been in my lifetime. You know, there, there's been a lot of times where I enjoy the games and I like the games and I follow, but you know how it's going to shake out. You know what you're going to get at the end of the year. You always knew you were going to get the Lakers out of the West, or you always knew that, you know, you're going to get, but the NFL, you don't know. And, and this year you really don't know. I mean, look, you got, you know, Cincinnati was playing their ass off. They go and take an L to Jets yesterday. You know, that's, that's any given Sunday is, is, is not just a myth. You know, you got the Cowboys winning with a backup quarterback and you know, it pains me to say that people, if you, if you'll learn anything, listening to this podcast, my hatred for the Cowboys is second to none. And, and their fans who think they're, I'm just so tired of hearing about them. They haven't won shit in eight years. Or I'm sorry, in 20 years, 25 years. I can't deal with these people. Like, I just can't deal with talking about the Cowboys every day. Every day talking about the Cowboys and Jerry Jones and Dak. I just don't. I mean, God, who gives a shit about the Cowboys? They haven't won a goddamn thing in, over, in, in a generation. There's an entire generation of kids who haven't seen the playoffs or the Cowboys win a playoff game. An entire generation of kids. Yeah, we got to talk about them every day, which pisses me off. All right. But, you know, big, big win. Probably the biggest win yesterday, though, in the NFL, while we're talking about parity, is New Orleans. Uh, I mean, that was a big win. You go down there and you can protect your home court. Jameis tears his ACL and you still pull it out. You know, that kid played pretty well. Tom Brady threw four touchdowns, but Tom Brady also threw two picks and a fumble. You know, the man is human. Uh, Sometimes he reminds us of that. Sometimes. I mean, Christ almighty. The fact that, you know, he's what, 43, 44? And they said he's thrown more touchdowns in his 40s than he has in his 20s. And it's a joke. It's a joke. I mean, how does this guy just stay that good and just gets rid of the ball? Now, granted, this is the best team he's ever had. He has a Hall of Famer at every skill position when you really break it down. He may have – I mean, the way Godwin keeps playing – I, mean, I wouldn't say Godwin's a Hall of Famer just yet, but he's going to be on the border if he keeps this up. He plays with Tom Brady for two or three more years. Mike Evans is a lock. Antonio Brown's a lock. Gronk's the best to ever do it. And then Leonard Fournette, he's a borderline guy. I mean, he's he's had some pretty good years in this league. So there's there's no – I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches for Tom Brady. And and we'll get to that maybe. That, Tom Brady deserves his own podcast just because – talk about his unselfishness and not taking the money and the stupid people that pay these quarterbacks all this money. Again, we're, we, I don't want to get off on tangents here. I want to, I want to kind of, you know, kind of stay on course here, but the, the big goat yesterday, the big donkey is Carson Wentz. I mean, I just don't get this guy. I just don't get why this guy just, he just doesn't get it. He just always makes stupid plays. You know, that play yesterday, it, it defines his last four or five years. It's just really stupid. Throw the ball out of bounds. 
Just get rid of the ball. You know, what's what's the what's that old saying when we were kids? He who fights and runs away lives to fight another day. Not throw a not throw a, a pick six from, from the one yard line, dude. Just throw the ball out of bounds. Get out of the pocket, throw the ball out of bounds. Tom Brady doesn't even get hit. You don't touch him because he just gets rid of the ball. And and this is this is a this is a thing for him. And this is, you know, Carson Wentz is, is the bane of my existence because as an Eagles fan, I was a big, big proponent of Nick Foles. It always should have been Nick Foles. And just just from the minute he came in, as good as Wentz was, as good as Wentz was that first year, we haven't won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia ever. And this man comes in and just dominates for the last five weeks of the season. I mean, he put 47 points or 45 points on the Pats in the Super Bowl. He won us game after game after game. Like, he did things that were just – and and the thing is, the players love Nick Foles. You can't get away from the fact that the players love Nick Foles. They talked about how they love Nick Foles. All right. But 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 whatever. Carson was still on his rookie contract. He was young. He was having a monster year before he goes down. So they bring him back. We have the two quarterback system. All right. So that being said, but then reminder. Carson, after coming back from injury, I think I think Foles got us to two and two or two and one. All right, Nick Foles isn't Jesus Christ. I'm not here to make that assumption that Nick Foles is Jesus Christ. But Nick Foles is, without a doubt, the best quarterback in Eagles history. I mean, you look at some of the – even the years he had with Chip Kelly, 27 touchdowns, two picks. Like, he put up numbers the first time, and then he put up numbers the second time, and he won us a lot of games. So, but that that's – Again, back to the second year, we were out of the playoff picture. Carson Wentz gets hurt, as he tends to do over and over and over again, which we came to learn that year. Nick Foles wins us games. Nick Foles gets us in the tournament. Nick Foles comes to L.A. and beats the Rams in L.A. the year they go to the Super Bowl to get us over the hump and get us into the playoffs. And if you guys remember, he took that monster hit. He got absolutely blown up on that, like, 60-yard completion, was down on his ass, got up, came back, leads us down, we score, we win, we make the playoffs. And, and unfortunately, if Alshon Jeffrey can catch a ball that hits him right in his hands, maybe we go back to the Super Bowl, all right? Because I'll tell you this as an Eagles fan, and I'm, I'm going to be 40 years old in May. There's only one time in my life as an Eagles fan where I thought, oh, my God, we're going to win. And that was when New Orleans missed that field goal and we were down and Nick got the ball back. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to win. And, and we're, you know, Philadelphia fans, we are, we are pessimistic, to say the least. We are not the most uh, rosy and cheerful group of people. You know, I, I, yeah, I always kind of relate to Randy Quaid in Major League Two when he's standing in the outfield saying they'll blow it in the ninth. We, we've done that enough. We know that. But there was something about Nick Foles where you're like, all right, we got this. All right. We got this. The city loved him. The the players loved him. His production was second to none. He ran the offense. Why in God's name, after those that sample size, they got rid of Nick Foles for Carson Wentz is beyond me. All right. Beyond me. It just didn't make any sense. It never has made any sense to me. Again, if the, it's the same. It's the same premise as Bill Belichick saying, uh, "You know what, Tom? Thanks for winning the Super Bowl, but, but you know, Drew, Drew's, Drew's our guy. 
Where are the where is the NFL right now? If Bill Belichick says, "Sorry, Tom, Drew's our guy." I don't. I mean, it, it's the same situation. And again, people always say, "I want to be like the Patriots. I want to be like the Spurs." These guys do it differently. They they know how they're doing. And then when they get a chance to do it exactly like the Pats or the Spurs would do it, they do the fucking exact opposite. And they and they take Carson Wentz, who the players didn't want. All right. And I'm sorry. I don't care what you are. If you don't, if your players don't believe in the guy, you ain't got a chance. I've coached teams where I've put guys in games and guys I've tried to build confidence or guys I've tried to work into a lineup. And you see your players look at you like, the fuck are you doing, coach? That you get that look. I know it. I did it. I had, I went through it. I had a point guard controversy one year and I tried to, to do a platoon and all this and I had guys and she, and, Every time I put the one kid in, I get a look from my seniors being like, Coach, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know it. You know it. Yet you you made a terrible, terrible decision. It's just, it's just that 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 just defines just defines Eagles franchise. It was just stupid. We had so much momentum. You know, we had we everything there. The city loved them. Everything was moving in a positive direction. And they make the bad decision. And look where we are now. Carson Wentz is gone. Our, our team's in disarray. All right, we beat the Lions, but ho- I mean, who gives a shit? You beat the Lions. All right, the Lions are really bad. I'm actually surprised the Lions rolled over. I actually picked the and sad. It's sad, but I actually picked against the the, the Eagles in my pick'em leg. I thought the Lions would get up and win the game because the Eagles are a bad football team. They got a bad coach. Howie's a mess, and they're not very talented. I mean, I like Devontae Adams, but I mean, not Devontae Adams. The, the kid we got. From Alabama, the receivers Smith, Devontae Smith, and and Jalen's a good Jalen's a good. He's a nice player. He's a nice player, but you know what you got to realize in sports is there's only one. There's only one champion. Like there, you can be good, but are you good enough? Like you got to be like you can't just you just can't have guys. If Jalen Hurts had a good defense, if Jalen Hurts could have been Donovan McNabb when we had that monster defense with those animals that just went out there and smacked people around. And, you know, he'd be fine. He'd be fine, but he doesn't have that defense and he's not good enough to make up. He just can't, he just, he's a nice player who will have a nice career and the Eagles will be nine and seven every year. And maybe we'll get to the playoffs every now and then. He's not the guy. And it's, it's not, it's not, it's not that he's not good. He's just not good enough to get you over the hump. You know, you could be, you can be the Portland Trailblazers. You can make the playoffs every year and have no fucking chance to win. You can be that. You can be the guy that gets in every year, but never really, never really makes the commitment to get the right guy to win the whole thing. You know, that's that's just really what it comes down to. And that's some guys. It's what they want to do. They just want to make the, the the owners want to make be good enough to keep the stands full and make some money. Utah's kind of the same way. The Jazz. I mean, I don't know how many guys actually free agents want to go play in Utah. So in fairness to them, I don't want to criticize them saying they're not willing to make a move, but they never have. I mean, they're they're pretty good. They were the one seat last year. They're just a dude away. They got to go get a dude. You know, at, at the trade deadline. They got to they got to go get a dude. They got to spend some money. You know, and that's just but that's you know, that's the whole thing. Like I said, the Eagles just I just I just don't. I just, I just not a good football team. I, I came in with the expectation of a five, six win team. I still stick with that. 
But I don't, and I don't believe that Sirianni has a clue. I just, you know, he's a raw raw guy. Again, this is the anti coach podcast. He's a raw raw guy. He thinks wearing a funny shirt and and being a raw raw guy and saying you can get up in there in a press conference. Everybody wants to win a press conference now. Nobody wants to win a game. Everybody wants to say all the right stuff. You know, you you know you know you know who never wins press conferences? Belichick and Saban. <laughs> they hate them. They act like a dick. They can't stand them because they're stupid. Because. You win football games on Sunday, and that's all that matters. All right. You know, like I said, the first I, idealism is, is one of the first things you have to lose as a coach. All that idealistic rah-rah shit, it, it, it kills you. Just focus on the fundamentals, clean up your game plan, stick to what you know works, play the guys you know are going to get it done, and that's it. All this, all this stuff in the media about being a flower and, and wearing funny T-shirts to practice, that's good, man. You're not there to be their friend. You're not there to, for people to like you. You're there to win. And, and they hire these nerds now. They just hire these nerds who I don't understand. They just, they, they never played. They never, they have no real experience. And they just, <clears throat> they go in there with their binders and their pocket protectors and their stats and they get jobs. And then they lose. We need a football guy, man. We need a football guy. You know, all that, all that stuff is ridiculous. All right. And I thought Doug Peterson was a good coach. Doug Peterson won us the Super Bowl. But Doug Peterson, again, if Alshon Jeffrey can catch the ball, we're in the NFC Championship game. It's, it's that simple. I mean, and then also they want to run him out because of Howie. You know, I mean, Dougie, Dougie took a lot of heat, but Dougie got it done. And then as soon as you got rid of Dougie's best player, Dougie didn't win. So, you know, you can, you can put the Eagles nonsense on a lot. I mean, other than also – Let's not talk about the, the drafts. Jefferson and uh, what's his name? DK Metcalf. And we took two midgets that run that run fast. Good idea, guys. Don't take the six five burners. Let's take the guy who's six six foot five eleven, but runs a, a ten faster with no pads on. Again, it's just it's just failure. It's just not good. It's just it's just the Eagles, the Eagles were were, were positioned to set up a, a six to ten year run and they went wrong at every turn they had a chance they they every everything that they they did they got it wrong every time the wrong quarterback the wrong draft picks the wrong coaches the wrong coordinators they blew it they blew it they, they got it wrong every time so i've got no faith in this team you know um not not that they can't turn it around soon but i just don't think that they're they're going to be a factor anytime soon you know, I think the Giants are in better position than Eagles, and the, and the Giants stink. You know, they're going to get rolled tonight by Kansas City. Um, you know, and and but and I like, but I like Joe Judge. Like Joe Judge is is a football guy. Joe Judge is trying to be like Belichick. He's not out there, you know, saying dumb shit, trying to be trying to make you know headlines on the paper. He's trying to win games, and he's frustrated, and he knows, you know, he knows they got to be better. But you know, Saquon Barkley can't stay healthy. You know, Danny Dimes is pretty good. They got to get some players. But, you know, I don't I don't think it's due to bad coaching. But, you know. But at the end of the day, like I said, the NFL, the NFL is a tremendous product because I got I got eleven teams that can win. I got eleven teams that can win the whole thing. In the NFC, you got the Rams, the Cardinals, the Packers, Tampa Bay, and Dallas, who I hate. Can't stand them. I hate them, but we'll give them a shot. I mean, they're there. I mean, they're six and one. They won yesterday without, without uh, 
you know, without Dak. And they've made every right decision. Their draft has been impeccable for the last three or four years. They got it right. And that's because Jerry Jones got out of the draft room and let people do their job. But, you know, now they're right there. And this division stinks. They're going to walk through the division. And, you know, they get somebody on their home field or, or they get somebody on the right day. They're going to be dangerous. You know, I like Dak. I thought it was stupid to give Dak all that money due to his injuries. You know, I mean, they they just went through the Romo era, which was crippled by injuries. You know, Dallas had some good teams that got sidetracked by Tony Romo's collarbone. And to give that man all that money coming off that massive injury, I thought was stupid. And if he doesn't get hurt, I'm wrong. But, again, he's already missed a game this year. You know? I mean, the great everybody knows this cliche, cliche, cliche. But the greatest availability, or the greatest ability in the NFL is availability, and I just don't know how, how long or how long Dak will play, how many seasons he'll get through unscathed. That was a gruesome injury that he had. It was bad. I mean, it was you know a compound fractured ankle. So good for that kid. He got his money. Huh? I mean, I wouldn't have given it to him. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't have given him all that money. At least not not, not front-loaded. I would have maybe incentivized it, but he got it done. You know, it's on them. But, again, if he gets hurt, then where are they at? Andy Dalton? Good luck. No, Andy Dalton's in Chicago now, right? He stinks, too. But you got you to gotta have you gotta have guys that can not eat your whole salary cap. You know? Again, back to Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not even a top-ten-paid quarterback in the NFL. He's never been. He doesn't take that much money, and there he, therefore he has talent around him. And back to my point about doing it like the Spurs and doing it like the Patriots, if you don't spend all your money on your quarterback, you can have a good team. But all these guys give their quarterback all this money, and then they can't win. And they say, oh, they don't have any receivers. we got to get Aaron Rodgers some receivers. Receivers cost money. Receivers cost money. Defenses cost money. Backup quarterbacks cost money. If you're if you're if you're eating the whole fucking salary cap because you want to get paid, then don't cry that you don't have any help. But again, I don't I don't blame the quarterbacks. I blame the GMs. Because there's nobody in the world, there's nobody in the world that can tell me that any quarterback in the NFL should make more money than Tom Brady. And anybody asking for more money than Tom Brady should be told, get out, get out, get out of my face. Tom Brady's been to the Super Bowl every – he's been 50% of the time in his career, more than 50% of the time. He's been like, a, I think, what, 11 times, and he's won seven or 10 and won seven. He's got, he's got a 50% chance of going to the Super Bowl. But, yeah, you keep giving quarterbacks $40 million, $35 million, and you keep giving more money to Tom Brady, he just laughs at you. He just laughs at you, you know. And, you know, the, the, the great the – great, you know, the great debate is, oh, well, you know, his wife is loaded and Giselle makes all the money. Uh, fuck that. Fuck that. That's not that's not the GM's problem. That's not the owner's problem. If the quarterbacks want to go to Tom and say, hey, Tom, you need to take more money because you're killing the league. You're costing us millions. Then, but Tom's going, I'm trying to win. So if your job is to win a Super Bowl and you are a general manager, there's not a person in the world who should get more money than Tom Brady. And if you're an owner cutting checks, you should question yourself why you're hiring somebody so fucking stupid who's giving this guy more money than Tom Brady. 
Again, this is not a this is not a this is a twenty year sample size, guys. We've got pretty good evidence at this point that Tom Brady that that overpaying your quarterback does not work. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been back to the Super Bowl since he got paid. Russell Wilson he got back, but you know their whole defense, you know the Legion of Boom dis- dissipated as he started stacking money. Again, I ain't mad at him. Get your money. This is not for long. I'm not mad at anybody for getting paid. I'm not calling anybody selfish for getting paid. But you can be stupid for overpaying somebody. You can be stupid. Like the Sixers, who gave Ben Simmons $40 million and he can't make a free throw. Now you can't get rid of him. Now you're stuck with him. Again, these general managers, nerds, man. We need to get nerds out of sports. All right? And don't get me wrong. If I was a GM, I would be considered a nerd. I played high school basketball. I coached college basketball. I'm not, I'm not deep into it. It's not surprising that Pat Riley and Jerry West go out there and kick these nerds' ass all the time in the, in the NBA. Or that Ozzie Newsom was one of the greatest GMs of all time. Again, stop giving jobs to nerds. All right? It's a problem. It's a problem. It, it's not a coincidence that these guys who never fucking played don't win any games. You know, they got their little, you know, Daryl Morey with his little, oh, let's shoot 100 threes a game. No, no mid-range. Oh, good. How's that working out for us? You know, or the process with Hinky. Like, let's hire some guys that know the game. You can, you can bring value. I think I could bring value to an NBA front office. I think I could evaluate talent. I think I could say things. I think I could use analytics in a smart way. But you, you got you to gotta have done it. You got to have been in the fire to, to pull triggers, man. You got to have something that, that, or you have to be around a long time, or you got to listen to guys. You just can't be out there saying, oh, well, my algorithm says that you should only take 18.2% uh, fadeaway jump shots. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, we don't need nerds. We don't need nerds. They have no, they have no basis in sports. All right. But like I said, that's the NFC. That's five teams in the NFC. AFC, I know I'm all over the place. I'm still working on this, guys. Episode two, so bear with me here. But AFC, Bills, Chargers, Ravens, Las Vegas, and the Chiefs. As long as the Chiefs are alive in the playoffs, they got a chance. As long as they can get there, good luck. You don't want no parts of them. Don't lie. Don't lie. I'm not a big Chiefs guy. Again, Patrick Mahomes getting $500 million. What's he going to do when he doesn't have an offensive line? What's he going to do when he doesn't have any receivers? Like, I don't know how they're going to pay him and pay everybody else. We'll see. It's Again, and now he's three and four. Again, you know, because you can't be wrong when you have no leeway. You can't be wrong when you, when you get it right. Now, I got faith in Brett Veach. Brett Veach is a Delaware guy. For, 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 the, for the person who doesn't know 1AA football, Brett Veach is the fastest white boy I've ever seen. That dude used to fly. He was a receiver at Delaware in the wing tee, and he used to just return punts and kickoffs and just catch bombs. Brett Veach was a hell of a football player. Again, he did it. He didn't do it in the NFL, but he was a good football player. He knows football. All right, that's that's when I say, like, no nerds. That's what I mean. He was a legitimate big-time college football player. I, they lost in the, in the semifinals. Him and Nagy were on the same team. Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Bears, another Delaware guy. All right, did it. But, you know, what, what are they going to do with Mahomes? But I'll tell you what. In a, in a one-game situation, you don't want to play the Chiefs. Don't kid yourself. They got too many horses. They got too much speed. They can outscore you, you know. 
you don't you don't want any parts of the Chiefs. So as long as they can make the playoffs and slide in, they got a shot. Problem is their division's a bitch. They got to go through Las Vegas and and the Chargers, and they're they're behind them already. You know, I really like Herbert as a living in LA and watching him play a week. He is a stud. He is he is a prototype. He is a prototype. Six six five six six. Handsome. You can't win a Super Bowl if you're ugly. That's the other thing too. No ugly quarterbacks. That's a that's a fast rule. No ugly guys don't win Super Bowls. But he throws a rocket. He, he's got he's got game. He's got he's going to be special. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's chance. And then Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. You know, I love Lamar. He's got to get it done in the playoffs. There's certain there's certain players that are just past. They're just past regular season shit. Like we talk about the regular season too much in sports now. And you can have conversations about it, analyze it, but there's there's too much emphasis put on it. Like I don't care what what Lamar Jackson's stats are. I don't care if he if he goes ten and six versus twelve and four. Lamar Jackson needs to get in the playoffs and win and get to a Super Bowl. Not win a Super Bowl, or he's got to get to an AFC Championship game. There's nothing in his career he can do in the regular season now that matters. Because he, or you can be like Peyton Manning and win MVP every year and then get his ass beat by Tom Brady in the playoffs. Again, we're not here for the regular season. The world has created too much emphasis on the regular season. It's just, it's just, it's just, and stats. Who gives a shit about stats? Win the game. Win the game. I don't, I mean, I don't care. Like, again, Joe Flacco used to bore the shit out of people and say, oh, he's not. Joe Flacco won more playoff games than. All kinds of guys that you would say are better quarterbacks than him and elite and this and that. The man the man won like 11 or 12. I think he won 13 playoff games. And and he, and he should have won more. If, if they don't miss field goals, he beats the Pats and he goes to the AFC Championship. I mean, he Joe Flacco was a tremendous quarterback. He won. Okay? And again, what did Joe Flacco do? Joe Flacco took too much money. Joe Flacco took – if Joe Flacco doesn't take all that money – and so they can't. So then they got to get rid of Anquan Bolden. Ray Rice beats the shit out of his wife, and then uh, Dennis Pitta got hurt, and that's the end of the Ravens. But then they couldn't go get anybody else because Joe Flacco took all the money. So good for you, Joe. You got paid, but your legacy was based off of you taking too much money. All right, simple as that. But again, and like I said, we talk too much about the regular season here. But back to my original premise, which I'll finish with. Or which is my kind of thing of the whole episode is, is this the best pro sports has been in my lifetime? And I got to say, yes, this, this is the most exciting, the most balanced, the, the most fun it's ever been. I it's been there. There's parody all over sports. Look at the world series. Nobody thought, nobody thought it wasn't going to be one of the giants and the Dodgers. And Atlanta's been great. And Houston, nobody thought Houston. Everybody, the world was against them. They come through. The World Series has been tremendous. I mean, Cody Bellinger hitting that bomb in game five or whatever it was off the Braves was bananas. That shit was electric. All right? So that's just baseball. And like I just said, there's 11 teams in the NFL that can win a Super Bowl. Probably 10 now. Now that, now that, 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 that Derrick Henry's out, they're not winning. Tennessee, Tennessee's going to fade. But you've got 10 teams in the NFL. Every year, you know, it used to be, all right, we know it's going to be, and then we'll see how it happens. Or there might be an upset, you know. Patriots versus who? 
Like, that's how it used to be. I didn't know how it's going to be now. Like, we don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen in the NFL. We don't even know who's going to make the playoffs. I mean, there's so much, like I said, Carolina, you think Carolina's dead in the water, and they come out of nowhere and win. You know, they're four and four. You know, like I said, Indianapolis still hanging around. They can be a problem. As much as I think Carson Wentz does dumb shit, he can still be a problem to somebody on a given day. You know, the Steelers don't ever, the Steelers four and three, two and one division. The Browns, you know, they, again, any, these wild card games, these, these late season games are going to be nuts. You got Mac Jones, three and oh on the road. He went in and beat the Chargers, who I just talked so highly of. And they're only, they're four and four, three and oh on the road. I mean, I just, this guy, and he's played a schedule. He lost to Tom Brady. I mean, it's one of his losses. In the rain, by, by, and he, they could have tied it with a field goal. I mean, this is just great. The Bengals have been pretty good. And then they, they get beat by the Jets. Good for the Jets. Like, you know, this is the best. And then, and it, and I think more so, because the NFL's always had parity. But the NBA, the NBA is, is, is by far the best it's ever been. By far the best it's ever been. All right, you've got, I've got right now nine teams that can win an NBA championship, or at least nine teams that can get to the finals. All right. The East, you've got Philly, Miami, Milwaukee, and Atlanta. All four teams are good enough to, to win the whole thing. They've all got talent. They've all got uh, they've all got star players. They've all got supporting cast. You know, Philly probably is fourth on that list, though. I mean, they're just they're gonna be a mess. And I thought they could rally around Ben and and really have a problem with him. But I don't think they're going to. And then the West, you've got the Lakers. You can never count LeBron out, especially when every call is going to go his way. Uh, if 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 Kawhi can come back healthy and get enough games under his belt, the Clippers are a problem. Denver, who I was pulling for last year, you know, Phoenix, who I love. I think Phoenix will be good. Hopefully, the uh, DeAndre Ayton contract doesn't bother them. Doesn't become an issue. Um, but like I said, I like DeAndre Ayton, but DeAndre Ayton's getting penalized right now because of Ben Simmons. Because everybody's like, I like you. I want to make you happy, but I can't give you a contract where I can never get rid of you if you get hurt or you don't want to be here anymore or anything. You're, you're, you, you, if he got a – DeAndre Ayton's not a max player. As a max player, he becomes an immovable object where he has too much control. And, they, and I think the, the league has learned through Ben Simmons, you can't do that shit anymore. So – Hopefully that doesn't become a problem because Devin Booker is my dude. And the kid from Villanova, I love. I don't know why the Sixers traded him. Fucking Sixers took him on draft night and traded him to Phoenix. Good job, guys. Good job. And then, you know, Golden State Warriors, my personal favorite, my pick. I'm taking Golden State. After after a couple weeks in, I'm taking Golden State and Miami in the finals. And I'm going to say Golden State wins. I just think that. There's just too many dudes. I love Clay. Clay's my all-time favorite player. Um, besides Michael Jordan, obviously. And I think with the the way the game's getting officiated now. Oh shit. I didn't even say Brooklyn. I didn't even write Brooklyn on the list in the East, for Christ's sake. And they don't even if Kyrie comes back, they're the favorites. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Let's so that's 12 teams. 12 teams. I, I somehow forgot two of the five best players in the world. My fault, guys. My fault. So they I mean, Brooklyn's a problem. I still think Miami. I still think Miami's going to be a problem. And I still think Golden State 
She's Golden State got lucky. Golden State got healthy in the last two years. COVID helped them out a little bit. You know, they got to fly under the radar. You know, Clay got hurt. Steph was hurt. COVID, you know, bubble shit, all that. But they what they didn't get is old. They're not old yet. They're not, they're not over the hill yet. They're still all younger than these guys on the Lakers that everybody's raving about, right? I mean, they're still pretty good, you know. And and you know, Wiseman's a great piece, and Clay and Steph and Draymond can can get it done. And you know, I like uh what's his name? Barnes and all these guys. Like they, I think. I think they're going to be in good shape, especially the way the game they're talking about the officiating now and not letting these guys go in and bang around and get fouls and stuff. I think scoring from the perimeter is going to become a premium, especially they're going to let you, especially going to let you bang at the rim, which is which I think is 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 become clear they're going to let you bang at the rim. Now they always adjust midseason and they always go back to the same old shit in playoff time. So I could be wrong, but. I think if Clay can come back healthy and get a groove in the last in the second half of the season, they're going to be a problem, and that's what I'm rooting for. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I just said, I just gave you ten teams that can get to the finals. When we were kids, it was it was the Bulls and who, it was the Lakers and who, it was it was it was boring. It was fucking boring. Like you know, and I think they always put too much emphasis on the regular season. Be in terms of stats and stuff, and all this legacy, and oh, he's this. Like, I don't care. The, the regular season is great. The regular season is a celebration of just these guys that are so talented. I mean, these NBA guys were so good. I mean, I looked at that top seventy-five list, and some of the guys that got left off is a joke. I mean, you know, they got some of these old white guys on there. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Don't put, don't put Dave Callens over Clay Thompson. Let's be real. Don't put don't put Dave Callens over Kyrie Irving or um what's the guy from Ohio State that I was like, come on. Like we got to get it together, guys. Like I get it. I get respect in the game and it's a different time and all that. These guys are freaks. They're so much more athletic. You know, even Bill Walton, Bill Walton is probably one of the greatest players of all time, but his career wasn't long enough. He got hurt. You know, John Wooden said if you, he's probably the best player I ever coached if you scored if you took every part of the game and scored it one through ten, he'd have the highest score. He was a freak, but he got hurt. He had bad feet, just like Grant Hill. It's okay. Penny would have been all this too if Penny didn't get hurt. He got hurt. So we don't have to make shit up. And these writers that romanticize the past, oh, you know, back in my day, get fuck out of here, bro. And I don't want I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. So, you know, but like I said, I think this is the best pro sports has been in my lifetime. It's the most interesting it's been. I I, I don't know who's going to win. That that's usually a good sign. When, when you get to watch a game and you actually wonder who's going to win, that's a good that's a good thing. All right, so you know there's there's some debate on that, but again, I've I have I've enjoyed watching it more now than ever. You know, like I said, it used to just be a time suck when you know exactly what was going to happen. So now. I'll Photoshop the two, my, my, the two segments I started with. First one is good piece of coaching advice. I'll go with my one of my all-time favorites here. Eliminate distractions, coaches. If you are you are worried about coaching, and you you do you do care, you got to eliminate distractions. You got to create a routine. You got to put your kids in position to to have some stability, some some common sense. Just just. That's your job. Your job is to not 
create drama. Your job is to remove drama. Your job is to create consistency for your kids. They should know exactly what you are, how you are, what you're going to be. They should know your reaction to everything. You know, you just, you just kind of, you make sure you don't have any problems. You know, if you're going on a road trip, make sure the bus is there. Tell the bus to be there 30 minutes, an hour before you actually want to leave. So you're not waiting for your fucking bus. If you're going to go to a restaurant, make sure you call ahead and, and set up your table and make sure they know you're coming and maybe you have a preset menu. So you're not late. You know, that's, that's the worst, man. When you're scrambling and you're late and you're, and your and your kids, you know, who usually sit there and watch the girls' game now, are trying to take a dump and get their shoes on so they get up and warm up. It never goes well. It never goes well, you know. And from a side note, players too, get rid of distractions, you know. Get rid of distractions, you know. I love Tim Tebow, you know. Tim Tebow. The reason Tim Tebow doesn't have a job in the NFL, unfortunately, is because he's a distraction. Nobody wants to have a press conference about their backup quarterback. Nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to, to lose, win, whatever, walk into a press conference and have some dipshit sports reporter say, oh, what about Tebow? What about Tebow, guys? He throws wounded ducks. He, he, he can run. He throws wounded ducks. If someone if someone so gets hurt, I'll put him in. But he ain't ever going to play. Again, and I think that's at the end of the day – what it comes down to, because wherever he goes, he becomes a distraction. He goes, to, he goes to to uh, Jacksonville to play tight end, and he sells like a million jerseys. He can't even play tight end. I love Tim Tebow. I, I root for the guy. I think he's, I think he's not. I think he's a great man because he's a man of of conviction. He actually did what he said and lived the lived the life, and he wasn't a fraud. So I'm happy for him for that. But but again, that's why the reason he doesn't have a job from a pure coaching perspective. Is because he's a distraction. Because you don't want your players and your coaches or yourself having to answer about your backup quarterback in every press conference. It's just it's just not worth it, you know. And and some guys too, like Antonio Brown and some of these guys that got mixed up in some shit. Distractions, they got to go. You know, Belichick doesn't play that mess. You know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Pop doesn't play that mess. You start doing that stuff and you're gone. They don't want to deal with it. And that's why they've had consistency in, in that. You know, I think Robert Ory just said that the Spurs were the most boring team he's ever been on. He said the only thing that ever happened in, in whatever, five years, four years, is that Gor- uh, Tony Parker started dating Abel Goria. That was about the only thing of excitement on their roster the entire time he was there. That's a good thing from a coaching perspective. That's a good thing from a coaching perspective. Okay. But, you know, that's a good piece of advice. Eliminate distractions. And – I was debating if I was going to bring this one back, but after what happened this weekend in LA, fuck that is going to have to come back for episode two. And for this one goes out to the Inglewood high school football team who beat their arch rival Morningside 106 to nothing. Okay. That's bad. Now, Greg, you're not, you're not Mr. Sportsmanship. I get that. I've told my teams before, I ever want to win a sportsmanship award. Okay. This guy was throwing the football. They were throwing the football the whole game. They had their starters in the whole game. Their quarterback, who's going to UCLA, they let him throw 13 touchdown passes. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that guy. Fuck that team. 
That I mean, that's just that's just absurd. And you know the whole stop. Well, I get it, the whole stop. But there's 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 ways to do it. If you put your backups in, and you run the ball and they score, that's fine. I'm I'm not I'm not against. You can't tell your bench to go in and not play. That's bullshit. I get that. But to leave your all American out there to embarrass people, that's horseshit. And fuck that. Now the worst part is, guys. The worst part. They were up 100 points, and they fucking went for two-point conversion. Now, I can I can tell you that I would have left that game in handcuffs coming across the other sideline because I'm fighting. If I'm on the other sideline, I'm fighting. If I'm playing on the other sideline, I'm fighting. I'm taking somebody's knee out. It just is what it is. I don't care. You can say whatever you want. If my guys retaliated and took somebody's knee out, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. There's, there, you know, Russ wasn't, Russell uh, Westbrook was right down. There are unwritten rules. And some of them are bullshit. But you, you beat somebody 106 to nothing with your starter out there throwing the ball. I don't know how that kid walked off the field. I guess he, these kids are different now because I no team I played on or coached early on in my career, even to the end, really. Somebody's getting hurt in that game. I, I just, just the way it is it's football too. Like, Oh, I mean, just hit them late, like figure it out, but you're not going to, you're not going to embarrass me. You're not, you're not going to, you're not going to do that. You're not, you're not going to, you're not. And it's, it's fine. And I just, you know, we, we've taken the aggression out of these kids. Like, I mean, good for the, you know, good for the guys at Morningside who I guess kept their kids under control. You could say, and, you know, taught them a life lesson and took the high road and all that. And yeah, well, guess what? I will get to Scotland before you. Because I'm taking a low road, and that shit ain't happening on my watch, on my team. And it, it sucks. I mean, I'm just being honest here. Like, I, I've never seen anything like that. Fuck that. Like, again, going for two, going for two. Like, even if you can't kick, even if you don't have a field goal kicker, put your fat kid in to kick the field goal. Who cares? Let your let your lineman kick the field goal. It'll be funny. Be better than trying to jack it. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I've seen some crazy shit in this world, but that was that was uh, that was something else. That was a score. It was hard to believe. So yeah, we'll we'll end it on that one. Uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that team. I hope they get blown out in the playoffs. And uh, anyway, it's great talking to you guys today. I'll be back probably here. We got college basketball starting in like a couple of days. I'm fired up about that. I gotta have a whole whole episode with that. I may have a few guests on for that one too, just to get this thing cranking here. But uh, I'll uh, when I got something to talk about, you'll hear from me, guys. Peace out.